Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 70 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on February 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And uh, with all these movies, uh, we like to issue a little spoiler warning beforehand. Uh, so with that in mind, let's... Uh, just talk about the film, uh, a classic of cinema indeed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> a true gem of the wild. A true gem of the, the 80s. And it, is it early 80s? Uh, 1980. Yeah, because it's almost borderline looking 70s. Uh, shot in the 70s. Probably shot in like the end of 1979. I think. God, what an era to live in the 70s. Oh, yeah. This uh, movie kind of uh, exemplifies that, I think. That yeah. kind of like free... The t- Not giving a fuck. The kind of Hollywood that cannot exist nowadays. No, no. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later because the making of this movie is almost as crazy and chaotic as the movie itself. I um, would assume with these kind of characters under one roof. Yeah, like it's all the clashing egos, the <laughs> the kind of producer that you had back then, <laughs> the old school kind of. It's been terrible to be a female actress. Well, there's gonna be a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of that too, uh, with the main uh, female that's in this film. The Irish chick or Scottish no, not, chick? No, the the blonde, the blonde chick? one. Yeah. Oh, probably too, because the character they made her play. Oh yeah. Uh. So yeah. Let's uh, kind of ex- let me kind of explain what this movie is. Uh, so this movie is a uh, probably going to be one of the very few sports movies that we do. <laughs> um, I for some reason I've I mean because my my dad and my brother were both kind of athletic types and they're really into sports, so they liked kind of uh, they liked watching like all those kind of like. 80s and 90s like sports movies. Mm, I've watched a few. Um, like you know, I grew up Rudy. on Rudy. Yes, Rudy. Titans. Rudy. Remember the Titans? That's like 2000, That's but border, borderline 90s, I guess. Um, the Mighty Ducks. Uh, the replacements. Again, like that's like 2000 ish. No, replacements are late 90s. I'm pretty sure it's like 2000, borderline 90s, whatever. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, and I also grew up on movies like Major League. Have you ever heard ever heard of that? It's a baseball. I've movie. heard of it, but I never watched. Is that the one where it's the female? No, baseball league. It's the Charlie Sheen plays like the this badass oh, pitcher. Oh, I sent like the. But it gets shut down to the minor leagues. Well, that's the third one. There's three of those movies. Oh. I'll show you the first no, one. No, then I'm just gonna tap out and say I don't know. Yeah, so you know. This is a golf movie. <laughs> There's very few golf movies. Um, very good few, and then very, very few, few good, good ones. ones after that. Yeah, I'd say this one and maybe Happy Gilmore. Bagger Bond's good. The Legend of Bagger Vance. I've never seen it. Oh, I'll show that to you one day. It's got Will Smith and, and Brad Pitt. And then Tin Cup with Kevin Costner. I've never seen that one, so no. <laughs> um, is that related somehow? With this? No, with Vagard Band. 
Bagger Vance? No, yeah, it's not related to it at well, all. Why'd you bring it up? Because it's a golf movie. Oh, okay. It's one I of didn't the few that. golf movies I could think of. I, yeah, I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. That's a movie that people liked in the 90s and forgot about. It's one of the many Kevin Costner movies of that type. You've seen Rudy, right? Of course I've seen okay. Rudy. Okay. <laughs> You're from the Midwest, so of course you've seen Rudy. Oh, for sure. Even though uh, my fucking dad and my brother, for some reason, hate the team that he plays for. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. I don't know why. I just don't like them. Do they follow? Do they follow college football? Yeah. I thought they were more into like just the NFL. They like sports. The- They've always been into. My dad's a baseball guy. Mm. Sports, everyone. This is our sports talk. This is our sports podcast. It's gonna be very rare when we get a sports <laughs> movie, so we gotta talk a little about sports. <laughs> sports. Yeah, we're we're men. We're manly men. We brought it up a little earlier, The Replacements. I'm sad that Lee's already seen that, everyone. We can't talk about it. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah, it's a movie I watched when probably when it first came out. It's a fun movie. If you haven't seen that, it's everyone, not, go watch that. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is just adequate. Surprising that he's in it. Mm, I mean, he was kind of a big star at that point. Like, it was when like, you look back, it was like, he's it was like post-Matrix. It's just hey, random. He's also it's a random cast too. Hey, he's also you know, Ted, right? Yeah, he's Ted in Bill and Ted. I've never seen Bill and Ted. You'll be like, what? <laughs> this is this is how Keanu Reeves started his career. I've seen like clips. But yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah let's let's talk about on this movie, golf movie, Caddyshack. Um, it was this is like. Lightning in a bottle, basically, this movie. Um, it just you couldn't you couldn't make this movie or release it at any other time and mm-hmm. get the caliber of comedians that are involved with this movie, not just in front of the camera, uh, but behind the camera. We have Harold Ramis uh writing, co writing and directing this movie, his first film that he directed. He would later go on and direct uh, movies like Groundhog Day. Oh. Which is like, you said is like one, one of my favorite movies ever. And Groundhog Day is a very good movie. It's a movie that has kind of grown on me. I didn't really love it when I first watched it. But it's something you got to watch over and but over. But I watched it a couple of times and it's yeah. Just, it's, it's just a, it's a perfect Bill Murray, mo- Bill Murray movie. It's just perfect. It's one of his characters. best. Oh, absolutely! Because he's just, and the, because it get because you get the funny Bill Murray, you get the serious Bill Murray, you get the asshole Bill Murray, you get all the Bill Murray and, stages, and, and the, you get the yeah the cool Bill Murray. Yeah, and you get the you get all Bill Murrays because you see his transition. He starts off as asshole, then he becomes all, and then he becomes like, and he becomes a giant asshole. He becomes the king of each one of those emotions. Where he's like using it to get laid, and then he and <laughs> yeah. then and like take he just eating exorbitant amounts of food. Then he gets bored and depressed, and he, he kills fucking himself kills himself over and over. And he says, and then that one scene where he tells that lady like, "I've killed myself like seventy four times, like in unimaginable ways. Like I don't think I even exist anymore." And she's like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like, and it's yeah, it's so sad. And like when they go to sleep, and he's like, "Oh yeah," she's like, "I'll stay awake." He's like, "Okay," <laughs> and then he wakes up the next day. And he's like, "Beep beep beep," and he's like, and he just opens his eyes. And he's like. Life is hell, and then yeah. that's when he starts like being good. Yeah, and, he and then cool that's Bill when Murray. he snaps out of it. 
But they say he's probably in that. Like the people have done like movie theories. He may have been in that potential loop for like thousands of years. <laughs> that's insane. That's a that's such an insane theory that I kind of like it. That's how he like perfected everything. He could like do surgery. He could like fix cars. He knew languages. Yeah, dancing, it's like you wouldn't be able to do that in just like a few days. No, 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 no. He was stuck in the loop at the bare minimum for like a hundred years. Yeah, it's it's just. Yeah, that's a great film, folks. You should all watch that. Yes, Bill Murray um, to the day, to the death. Yes, one of his absolute best. And I think even though this was, I don't know if this was his first movie that he ever did. I think he did one other film before this that he actually was the lead in. Uh, because uh, we're not really going to bother like kind of talking about the plot with this movie, No, folks. it doesn't matter at all. Because um, this movie is just it's pure about chaos. the characters. And I want to talk a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff, too. And yes, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's absolutely about the characters. The plot means nothing, especially halfway through the movie where they just go, ah, They abandon it. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was supposed to be a coming-of-age film, right? And it about... starts off like it, too. It's yeah. really weird. It's not a good edit. No. The, the comics, ob- they all still stay strong. It's but... so obvious that they just re-edited this film. Uh, and into, the studio gave up on trying to make it the the teen like buddy thing into a into a coming of coming age, age film. Yeah, um, yeah, because we have our main character Danny, Danny Noonan. Uh, you recognize him maybe from Roseanne. Yep, he's uh, uh Jackie's husband. Um, and he's since Ex-husband. become, and I guess he's since become a Zen priest. <laughs> That's so random. It's as pretty fuck. funny. Um, and uh. I watched a, a documentary uh, about this movie, and he seems like he's kind of a funny, kind of like sarcastic dude. Um, and he was really, uh, he was really close with the. The reason why he became a Zen Buddhist was uh, he was really close with the the writer, the other writer of this film, um, whose name is uh, Doug Kenny, who basically created National Lampoon. Oh, that whole, like, thing? Yes. Him and uh, Harold Ramis were, like, senior editors of National Lampoon magazine. It started as a magazine. Sad what it's become. I don't Well, the magazine, I think, is gone. No, but, the, like, the, the brand, even. It's just put yes. on, like, the worst movies yeah, ever. Now they're producing those American Pie movies we were just talking about. Yeah, before right before podcast. this podcast, because I asked this guy, has he ever seen Bandcamp? He has not, everyone. Look forward to that. I've seen The Naked Mile. I have not seen The Naked Mile. I don't want to. At least I'm going to show it. It's trash. Maybe bad uh, bad movie intermission. No. <laughs> not even worth that. No, just trash. But yeah, like National Lampoon, yeah, they started with that. Like Caddyshack, the fucking... Um, Animal House. Animal House, the, but the ones where he goes to the fucking amusement park. Oh, uh, the vacation movies. The vacation movies. Yeah, All that, and then like I, I always even bef- like before I was into movies, I always thought it was crazy. Like you could start there, and even though I like the Bandcamp movies, it's like it went from there to straight to DVD movies. Their movies only go straight to DVD, and now you probably don't... mostly only digital, and they barely even make anything. Anymore. I don't even see the the logo anymore. I feel like National Lampoons is is dead now. Their last like kind of hit was the one with um uh with um. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Van Wilder? Oh, yes. my that God. That was the last one I feel like was like in theaters and was worth it. That was... Because that was a good movie because he's good in it. 
That was over 20 years ago. Jesus I know, he's Christ. a baby in that movie, and I love that movie. You've seen it, it right? Of course, I've seen okay. it in Wilder. Damn. It's fine. It's a funny movie. I've even seen the sequel. Have you ever seen it, the sequel, The Rise of Taj? No, that's this discussion I, going all I, over the place. I saw that and like I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, why are they making a movie off Raj? Like, who asked for that one? I uh, because that oh because what's his name Cal Penn, uh, was kind of riding high off the success of Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And now he's like a political. He does like this kind of political talk show on Hulu or something, or he did. I don't know if it's still on. <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. Dude, <laughs> sorry, Raj. Um, hey, that I don't know. That might be a little, eh. but whatever. <laughs> Caddyshack. Yeah. Um, I had to see what happened to that franchise. I know, and that I mean that guy has long since unfortunately passed away. Yeah, that's Kenny. why he's probably gone down the to shitter. Uh, he actually kind of really sad he killed himself oh. right after this movie premiered oh um because he was he was actually really disappointed with where it went that it became a silly dumb comedy he Be- wanted the coming of age because he put a lot of his own experience into the story and also uh there's three writers in this movie there's Harold Ramis who i think mo- wrote most of the kind of like silly comedy bits because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of kind of what he was known for. He would o- go on to co- uh, ugh, co-write fucking uh, Ghostbusters with okay. Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Um, and he also wrote Animal House, okay. which I actually haven't seen. never seen Neither Animal I. House. Um, this was actually supposed to be the big movie that came after that because Animal House was such a big hit at the time. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen that. My dad, yeah, my dad loves that movie, and he for some reason never showed it to me. I'm surprised you just haven't watched it. I still haven't gotten around to it. I got many ga- uh many gaps, people, in my film watching. Yeah, there's many classic films not I've me. not seen. No, I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> <laughs> I've seen everything. Well, yeah. I've read the wikis of it all. We've both watched a lot of movies, but a lot I of mean, it's just even even if you take everything we've watched, it's what like point. Zero zero one percent of there's it. There's almost. I feel like there's like billions of movies. At now. this point, it almost feels like that because you just get all of Hollywood. You get. I mean, Canada makes movies. Mexico. Every country makes movies. And there's everybody has. There's different degrees of movies. There's big, high budget films. There's mid budget films. There's low budget films. There's, there's indie there's films. Super low budget films. There's zero budget films. Yeah. There's indie films. There's student films. There's YouTube movies. It's. TV movies. TV movies. Lifetime. Fucking Netflix. Netflix movies. Hulu, Hulu movies. Amazon. Bollywood. Bollywood. <laughs> Chinese Hollywood. Spectrum. Taiwan has a fucking huge industry. South Korea. Disney Plus. Everything. There's just movies everywhere now. All of them. And, and I, that's why we have this podcast. <laughs> to tell you about some of them. <laughs> and which ones we think... Aren't bad. All the movies <laughs> that we'll see before we die. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Now, remember, rate and review. Please? <laughs> but, yeah, I have, I have not seen Animal House, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure you'll watch it one day and then show it to me. Oh, for sure. 
I have seen the other big movie that uh, at least the director of that film made after it, which was The Blues Brothers. I've never seen it. Which came out right, which came out the same time as Caddyshack, nineteen eighty. Blues Brothers is a great movie. Never seen it. But uh, I, uh, God, again, this God podcast is going all over the place. Uh, I grew up in Illinois. And that whole movie, that movie's a, like, Illinois-Chicago staple. Because that movie, like, takes, that movie shows off all of, like, Chicago. And, you know, yeah, good, lots of different parts of uh, fucking, yeah, of Illinois. But wait, you were talking about that guy who killed himself. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, Doug Kenny. He was very disappointed with uh, how the movie became sort of a silly comedy. Really? And the movie did not get a really great reception at the time. Uh, critics were kind of like, mm, it's just Animal House on a golf course. Or they just thought it wasn't funny. They thought it was meandering, which it kind of is. But, I mean, that's almost kind of its charm, mm. is how laid back this movie is. Yeah. And how just like, and then the ending is just absolute chaos. Yes. I fucking love it. Explode there, um, but yeah, the, it got some bad reviews and it didn't do very well, uh, box office wise. It didn't, it wasn't a total flop, but compared to Animal House, which was like the 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 comedy hit of the time, it had only kept come out a year earlier. Um, yeah, people were just like, eh. so it became more of a cult classic. Oh, it's a definite cult classic for sure. Now it's considered even better than... Some people say it's better than Animal House. I mean, I haven't seen Animal House, so I can't really say for sure, but it's definitely one of my favorite comedies. Just like, for how... When you watch Animal House, it's got a lot to live up to. What? When you finally do watch Animal House, it's got a lot to live up to. It does. I recently watched another movie... That was also written by Harold Ramis. Why are you falling asleep? I'm not falling asleep. I'm doing. I'm, how is this falling asleep? I'm rubbing my face. <laughs> you have a migraine? No, I'm just doing this while you're talking. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. I'm asking questions. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck! What was I saying? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that? Okay, you're talking about the guy who killed himself. Oh, I was talking about yeah. I just recently watched uh, Stripes with uh, Bill Murray. Never watched it. Um, yeah, it's written. It's also written by Harold Ramis, directed by Ivan Reitman. I feel like Bill Murray's made a lot of movies in the '70s, '80s that I've not seen. Oh, for sure. There's not, not a lot of movies I haven't them. seen. Oh, uh, yeah, directed by Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters and the film we just watched recently. Caddyshack? Before that, the movie you just picked. Six Days, Seven Nights. Yep. He directed, uh, I forgot, yeah, you told me that. It's so random. He's a comedy director. That's so weird. Yeah. He's a Canadian. There wasn't a whole lot of comedy in this movie. <laughs> that movie. I mean, there's some. Uh, there's some funny parts. It's, it's but that's like, when he was trying to, br- I think, trying to be a more mainstream director. Yeah, and you're going in the <laughs> '90s. Everything's more like you know what other. You know, '90s other- have such a '90s movie. I know we always say that when we watch a '90s movie, but like it's so crazy when you watch a movie like 
this in the 90s? It just looks like from the 90s. Even if they never mentioned the 90s, they're in an environment where technology wouldn't matter, so it's not weird they don't see cell phones or something. Unless it's like 1990. It kind of looks yeah, yeah. 80s. Early, yeah, that looks early. But when you're in the late 90s, it's just... It's the 90s. It all looks 90s. Yeah, from like 92 such a radic- on. Such a 92 on, shift. everything looks 90s. Because mm-hmm. then you start getting those weird squiggle lines. and like <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the classic mall look, everything in the 90s, early 90s. Uh, baggy pants. Jesus. Mom pant, mom jeans, <laughs> because like so, it, it 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 is with the eighties too. But like eighties and seventies kind of blend sometimes. Sometimes you could think of movies in like eighty eight, and you're like, it's seventy eight. What the fuck? Or like, or like mm, I don't know about that. There's, maybe not eighty eight, but like like I don't know. A lot. A lot of the I mean, there's a lot of bell bottoms in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People were wearing the shit out of those. <laughs> um, I don't know, but they just I just feel like those decades bleed together more. And the 90s are kind of like isolated. I feel like the late Because once the 2000s starts, it's the 2000s. It's pretty, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty drastically different. Yeah, I feel like the late eight, the late 70s, early 80s kind of bleed into each other a little bit. Yeah, and the that 80s dec- is so different from the 90s. That decade doesn't really start until maybe like 82. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the 90s starts like like 91. Like 90s, it's still like becoming 90s, and then 91 oh, is 90. 91? I know I said 92 earlier. But 91, I, I think, is the year of Nirvana and all that. So yeah, that that's when it's just like marked, like this is going to be a different Generation decade. X. Yeah. We're like, angry. We didn't do anything. And depressed. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Disappointment. Let's put that in everything. So, oh, wait. So, yeah, let's talk about Caddyshack. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's start. It starts off with as a story of this young guy who works at this uh, country club, the Bushwood Country Club, mm-hmm. which apparently they shot this movie in Florida, which is makes much a lot of sense. <laughs> which is part of the reason why they were able to kind of get away with some of the things that they were doing. Even then, Florida didn't give a fuck. They've never given a fuck. They kind of gave a shit when they started blowing their golf course up. <laughs> But they did. They were like, "All right, we did allow you to shoot on here," and then and they did ask up front, "Can we blow up a part of the golf course?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then they <laughs> blew up the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but a good part of it. <laughs> did they fix it? I think so. The the they've totally revented, uh, re renovated that uh, country club. Oh, so they were now. like, "Oh, we're gonna." It's do not that even anyway. called what it what it was at that time. I forget what it used to be called. What a, what the actual name was, okay. um, but anyways, yeah, it starts off as the the story of this young guy named Danny, uh, who's working as a caddy, um, as part of like this sort of internship program. No, no, he works there, but he's trying to get the internship. Oh yeah, yeah. from the judge. So yeah, he can uh, go off to college, um, and then. It just it after it, that's basically it, and then it just kind of devolves into all these wacky characters who show up on the golf course. Yeah, and they have like these random stories. Like one at one point, you think Chevy Chase and this girl is like this kind of slutty girl is going to get together, but then it just reveals that she's just kind of slutty, and, and then she, she just disappears. She, yeah, she fucks Danny. Yeah, she fucks everybody, and then she just goes away, and then like he has this relationship with a Scottish girl, and then that just. <laughs> Like, like <laughs> she gets pregnant, and then she's not pregnant, and then it's just, like, hug on the golf course. Really weird, yeah, a really weird scene. It is such a weird, awkward scene where he's just standing on the golf course alone, and she just runs up to him in his nightgown. I think it might have been a reshoot. It had insert, to be. It insert. had to There's be. There's a few. 
There's a few of those. It had to be because it's literally this. He's just standing alone in the darkness of the golf course. She runs up to him in, in a nightgown going, Danny, Danny. Danny. And he's like, what about the thing? And she's like, that's not a problem anymore. And he goes, oh, well, grand. And then the scene ends. That's and you're it. like, what the Fuck and then happened. we get to the the big golf off because literally the scene before that is her going I'm pregnant and him going like well we're gonna get married and she's like no I don't want that he's like well that's why we're doing. they have this big huge fight and they're like oh shit what's gonna happen all that gets fucking I it was just a poop <laughs> <laughs> even in the documentary the people who are in the movie were like they're like hey what happened to this storyline eh, who cares. <laughs> I mean, if it's the, it was the director, like you said, it was that one guy's like uh, first movie. Yeah, the guy who killed himself. Oh uh, yeah. Why didn't like didn't he push for it? Like, no, I was going for this. Cause he was. Well, I guess he wasn't nobody, but he just I guess he didn't have enough pull, and I think he he kind of had uh, sort of a, a contentious relationship with the producers. Um, cause he was sort of like, leave us alone, let us do, make our movie. Yeah. Um, and because of that, uh, I think. He they, lost control. Yeah, he just, they didn't listen to anything he really said. Um, Harold Ramis was more of like a chill, kind of a chill guy, uh, who everybody kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't a yes man though. That didn't mean he was like. A total like kiss ass to the producers, um, because the producers were fucked. The producer of this movie is an insane man. Um, they had to be. Uh, whose name is John Peters, who's got a lot of crazy stories attached to him. I guarantee you. Um, from that era, a lot of allegations. Let's just say that. Especially with this movie, um, the woman. I'll just say it right now. Yeah, the woman who plays. forget her character's name but the actress's name is cindy morgan mm. um isn't that nice that i remember the actress's name more than the character you remember her as a human being yeah and she is like she's the she looks like that classic white girl from the 80s she's like 70s. yeah she's supposed to be the bimbo she's very pretty she is she's very hot yeah very hot from that era. like when <laughs> there's that scene at the pool where she's like walking by and it's all like the, the Sandlot scene. Yeah, all the guys are in the pool, stop what they're doing, and there's a bunch of fat, <laughs> disgusting guys, and suck, all trying they to all suck in their buff. guts. This group? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, how you doing? It's a scene you couldn't do nowadays. <laughs> no, yeah, and she walks by the Italian guy, the uh, the greaser guy. Oh yeah, and he's like, hey, the baby, the baby. He doesn't say no. He doesn't. He's supposed trivia about that line. He was supposed to say something. But I guess, like, she walked by a little too quickly. He just kind of, like... Panicked? No, he didn't panic. He just, like, stuck his tongue out. Like, a little, like, sexy. Do you remember that? Yeah. Or he was, like, licking his lips. Yeah. And that's, like, that's actually probably more effective. But then she's a little fucking Danny anyway. Yeah. She probably fucked him. We don't know. Yeah, probably. There's so many scenes that were cut, apparently. (laughs) All, like... All the friends that you, not all the friends, all the other caddies that you see, yeah, were supposed to have scenes, <laughs> lines. They seemed like they were gonna have them. I mean, yeah, like that one guy. With the glasses. it wasn't gonna be about Chevy Chase and them as much. Yeah, Bill Murray's Bill Murray's character literally was supposed to be in one 
scene and was not to have any lines. He was literally just supposed to be there as a cameo. But he ended up being there for six days. And he filmed all that? He And he improvised. Everything? Pretty much everything, yes. I can get that because it's not like he says a crazy amount of stuff. That whole That whole scene where he's talking to himself, he's like, it's a Cinderella story. Yeah. <laughs> and he's hitting the flowers. That's all him. None of it was scripted. The only thing Harold Ramis said to him was, just kind of pretend that you're like you're your own announcer. Do you ever do like do you ever do that when you're like running or something? Like, all right, here you go. He's yeah. Getting close to the finish line. And he's like, Oh, he's like, say no more. And he just came up with one But of like the how did it scenes. go from cameo to that? Did he say something when they were shooting because a scene he's like a Bill blo- Murray? He must have said something during like a blooper scene and they're like, That's too funny, we gotta keep it in. No, he literally was just improvising on camera. Yeah, I know, that's what I mean. I mean, like they were like, Okay, Bill Murray, you're just gonna stand back there in this one scene, it's gonna be a cameo real quick and then they went, Take one, and then he said something really funny. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, yeah. Oh, we gotta keep that in. What the fuck? That was too good. And then it just kept going. And then they're like, Okay And he was already an established And they're like, Who do we cut for that must have been so sad for those young actors? Oh, the the that greaser guy, the actor who played him, said in the interview at like when that movie first came out, he was pissed. Yeah, they, they they cut most they cut all my scenes. I got replaced by a gopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they all did. That must have been so sad. And at least he was still in some of it. Yeah, as opposed a lot to of the, them got cut completely. Probably. As opposed to the fucking uh, what's his name, the the guy with the glasses. Yeah, that guy was like, I always wanted to be a golf cart, <laughs> and then never seen again. Doesn't have another line after the movie or That's after so that. Sad. That's so sad. It is a little shitty. But I mean, I. This movie, I think I would have rather had the. I mean, this movie was funny and I liked it, but I think I would have liked the. The coming, the coming of, of age, age because it would have been cute and he would have like been with the girl with the baby because she wanted to keep it. I mean, well, maybe she wasn't pregnant. I don't know. I don't know. No, they this just movie was just chaos. Everybody was just snorting coke. Yep. Not everybody. Ronnie Dangerfield was. Oh, I mean, that's all he did. There's a funny story about Rodney Dangerfield coming in to, uh, uh, like, kind of, not audition, but kind of, like, basically almost kind of, like, interview for the part. Because this was Rodney Dangerfield's first film. He had never done a movie before this. But he, he was a comedian by this point? He was an established comedian who was big on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yeah. Um... He was fa- yeah, he was famous for uh, all of his, oh, I get no respect, no respect. Mm. And all of his, like, he, he was the king. One-liners. He was the king of the one-liners. Mm. And he would, you know, tell jokes that would uh, make Johnny Carson fall out of his chair laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the original choice for uh, this character, whose name is Al Cervic, who's this, uh, like, weird construction magnate. Who's just a fucking just silly old guy. He doesn't give a shit and has so much money he can just do whatever he wants. And literally just fucking shits all over everybody. He just loves fucking with uh, the the guy who's like, not the owner of the country. Does he own But he was like, I think he's like one the of the. Judge. Judge I think he's Schmales. like one of the like richest members there. Yeah, Judge Before Schmales. that guy came. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, Rodney Dangerfield came in. Um, yeah, I, I guess he did kind of come in for the audition. And they were like, and he, he came in and he fucking just immediately starts sprinkling some coke onto the table. And he's like, let's eat. And just snorted a fucking huge line of coke and I guess like undid his pants and was just it just like, it was such casted. a different time. It was today. And that's literally what one of the producers said in the interview. He's like, it was a different time. If you did that now, you, if you just bust out a whole line of coke. You could do coke alone in the bathroom. No one will say anything. You come in a little coked out, but you better do that privately and ha- handle your Not shit. Not when you're auditioning. Not in front of just in front of the producers. Yeah, baby. And just z- unzip. I'm Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Suck my cock. But apparently uh, everybody loved him on set. Um, there's uh, funny stories of him. Uh, he's He was always like self-deprecating. He's like... Like uh, most comedians. <laughs> yeah, he was super depressed in a way, but he used humor. Yeah, he did. He was a, a huge alcoholic, cokehead comedian. He loves to smoke depressed. weed too, apparently. Oh, everyone does. Don't we all? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's uh, stories of him just telling these kind of funny, self-deprecating jokes, um, like uh, you know, I went to a, <laughs> I went to a doctor, or I went to a doctor to go to uh, to get a vasectomy, and he said, with that face, you don't need one. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he would always be like, "Well, was that funny?" You know, he's like, "Is that funny though?" <laughs> he's um, an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's and, probably like because he didn't like become famous until he was old, right? Yeah, he quit. He was actually he started uh kind of young uh trying to be a comedian and he didn't he wasn't really successful when he was a younger man. And like what's sad is probably cuz he was like it would have been like so long ago that they they didn't he didn't realize like that's what you have to be to be a comedian. You have to suck. Oh yeah. And you get good. Yeah, he he quit. He quit for a while. Uh, and he was selling a uh, like aluminum siding or something. It was a sad job. <laughs> He's making decent money, I guess. Uh, but he, the whole time though, he was Not still coke money. he was still writing money. I mean, <laughs> money, money. still writing material. Uh, yeah. And that's how he sort of uh, like honed it. And he went back to the clubs and perfected his persona. His real name isn't even Rodney Dangerfield. I forget what his real name is. Bimber Bumber Bumble. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's a, it's a stage name, and that's what he'll always be known as. That's crazy. Um, and uh, there's another. There's a funny story of his uh, first scene that he shot, which is the first scene that we see him in, where he comes in to the parking lot. And he just drives over everything. And he's, he's like, like <laughs> "Wang, what are you doing? It's a parking lot." He's, he's got his. <laughs> Asian assistant. And they're just being so racist because, of course, he can't drive. (laughs) What are you doing? It's a parking lot. And he, like, but during the shooting of the scene, when um, he goes into the store, the little, the pro shop to get his teas and shit, um, and he, you know, he does the scene where he's like, oh, look at this hat. I bet if you get this hat, you get a free bowl of soup. (laughs) Oh, but it looks good on you, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, but during that scene, you, you know, he he was waiting for his cue, right? And uh, 
when the director, Harold Ramis, called action, um, he didn't come out because he didn't know what action meant. Um, and <laughs> Harold Ramis was like, uh, Rodney, you, you can come out now. And he's like, oh, I do the bit now? And he's like, yes, you do the bit. So that's how he would get Rodney danger. Yeah, Rodney to uh, get his, get started with the scene. Come out. Do, do your bit. It's time to do the bit. He's like, all right. So he wouldn't even treat it like acting. No, yeah, he's he's not acting in the movie. He's basically being Rodney. That's yeah. who he was. He was just this wild. Did you ever see the movie where he's like the leader of the like the little soccer team? Ladybugs. Yeah. I remember it vaguely, but I don't know. You could probably show it to me. I want to show you that because it's just like a very different Rodney. Have you ever seen the movie where he goes uh, to college? No. Back to school? You've never seen Back to School? Sounds ridiculous. It is. It's such a ridiculous movie. It's another movie uh, written and directed by Harold Ramis. Because he's 50. Yes. it's, It's a goofy fucking movie, but it's fun. It's a fun 80s comedy. Um, oh, you'll have to show me one day. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's just so many, so, so much craziness attached to this, this movie. movie. Everyone, Lee does, like, this movie is Lee's uh, impression, like, nugget. Yeah. He can do everybody in this movie, basically. Y- yeah, Rodney. <laughs> See, he's, his Bill Murray's on Hey, spot. everyone. We're all gonna get laid, and it's Bill Murray. Just that's who <laughs> Lee is in real life. License to kill goofers, by order of the United Nations. <laughs> Lee, you should just start acting like that in real life. I I do. I want to be Carl Spackler. Just completely isolate yourself, <laughs> and just <laughs> become don't a groundskeeper. Don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about you, so you can just say weird shit like I that. Get yelled at by an I, some Scottish man. Yeah, and he's like, you have to go kill all the gophers. Well, if I kill all the golfers, I'm going to get in some serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, golfers. God, there's so much to talk about this movie. I haven't even mentioned the gopher. Yeah. The fucking gopher that keeps popping up in this it's movie. It's so the random. Puppet. That the makes no puppet. sense. <laughs> Which was a thing that was a studio note, I think. They were like, let's have a gopher that's harassing them? No, well. Originally, I think there was a gopher in the script, but it was just going to be like a goofy hand puppet. But they, but the studio was like, no, 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 no. We're gonna put, we're gonna put some serious money into it. We're gonna get a guy from uh, George Lucas's special effects company to come in and fucking build a fucking set just for the gopher. And it was this elaborate fucking thing that cost, like, thousands of dollars. And they used better quality film cameras to shoot these scenes. Better quality film cameras than the ones that they were shooting the actual movie with. Because they liked the gopher that much? Because, oh, this has got to look great. We got to convince people that this is a real gopher world we're dealing with. This (laughs) This is the thing that Bill Murray's chasing. A real golf, golfer, golfer world. It's just, it's insane. It's funny. That's that is ridiculous. That's that seems like the most ridiculous studio. And note. the gopher does a little dance in the begin in the opening credits and at the end. 
I'm alright. And you're just like, what? A gopher? It's. I always just thought it was funny. It makes I no watched sense. this movie when I was a little, little kid. Inappropriate. Probably too young. Inappropriate. Way too young. Inappropriate. But I always just thought the gopher was cute. <laughs> I don't think so. They look like a little demon. <laughs> yeah, it's he horrible. Bite, he, he bites Bill Murray's middle finger. I know. It would have been great if the movie ended with him. Like, Come to Carl. <laughs> if he actually smashed his head in with a baseball bat. He tries... <laughs> He tries so many different... It becomes a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. And it takes over almost like half the movie. That becomes the main part of this movie more than the coming of age story. And it's just so weird that this movie literally starts off with a kid just riding his bike. Like a coming of age movie. With a Kenny Loggins song playing. And then it ends with a... Fucking blowing up the gopher. Blowing up the gopher. Like, Where did this movie... Yeah, absolute insanity. Coked out insanity. Although I don't think Harold Ramis was doing it. And all those young actors were like, oh, our careers were going to start from this, and now no one even seen us. This is what, that's what they'll be remembered for. Love killed himself. Michael O'Keefe will always be Danny Noonan. And I guess you remember, you remember him from Roseanne, though. Yeah, I remember from Roseanne. I didn't even know he was in this movie. When we watched it, when he came on, I was like, what the He's so young. That's Roseanne's brother-in-law. Yeah. God, there's so much to... We're not going to be able to talk about everything I wanted to talk about. We haven't even really talked about Chevy Chase. Yeah, he's... He's weird in this movie. It's like he's barely there, but he is. He's just just Chevy Chase. He's like, ooh. This was, again, his his peak. He's like a trust fund baby. The peak of his stardom. But he's, like, cool. He's actually, like, because he hates the fucking, like, snobby, yeah. you know, rich white people. Yeah. Judge Smales. And then he got, like, it's just, it's just funny that, like, all those drugs probably made him what he is today, that insane guy. Because Chevy Chase is, like, insane now. And when he was, and apparently he was always kind of an asshole. Oh, I totally get that. He seems like an asshole. Um, him and Bill Murray hated each other. Apparently, because <laughs> they were both on Saturday Night Live, um, and Chevy Chase was one of the originals. He was on the first season, damn, and the second season. Bill Murray, I think, came in during the second or third season, and he kind of like, uh, yeah, Chevy Chase left shortly after that, and they were already kind of like butting heads, um, because I think Bill Murray was sort of taking the spotlight mm-hmm. a little bit away, yeah, taking the spotlight away from Chevy Chase a little bit. Um, so he went on and started doing movies and shit. And he was, you know, he was actually pretty successful. And there was a time where I think Chevy Chase came back to host Saturday Night Live, and him and Bill Murray uh, got into a scuffle huh. behind the scenes. And I think Bill Murray punched him. That's crazy. Yeah, and maybe it's just like so the polar opposites. Chevy Chase is an asshole, and Bill Murray's just like the most likable man on the planet. I know. I mean, he's kind of a. He's also a little bit of an asshole too. I could see it in. But he's like, more likable. He's an asshole it. if like he's like eating at restaurants. He's like, don't talk to me. Like, uh, but and he's an old man now. Bill Murray. Well, I mean, he's always kind of just been like a. He's he strikes me as aloof. Yeah, he's always been like probably a little uncomfortable with being famous. 
Yeah, he fucking... But, uh, like, he has the most recognizable face in the fucking world. This movie, weirdly enough, kind of tells the Murray family story. The Bill, Bill Murray's family story. Because this movie, I said this movie had three writers. The other writer of this movie is Brian Doyle Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother. He's the guy who plays the guy... He, he's the guy who plays... That dude with the mustache who runs the caddy shack. The guy who is in charge of all the caddies. Oh, the guy who's Lou. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy yeah, yeah, who's yeah, yeah. gambling yes, all the yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you see <laughs> You see that? Get pick it up. <laughs> uh but yeah. He uh took his uh part of his life story. We we see in the beginning that Danny comes from this huge family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of upon his shoulders. That was based off of the Murray family. They had nine kids all together. And Bill Murray was the oldest? Was, no. He was the middle, I think. Oh. And he even said, like, you know, everybody kind of had to stand out in a way. Yeah, to get and any attention like, or love. Know, it was like, oh, you know, it was like old vaudeville. Everybody had their own shtick. <laughs> and him and uh, Brian Doyle Murray... Uh, would go on to they started their careers in Chicago. They were Chicago A lot of people came out of Chicago uh, during that era. Like Roman Catholic, Polish, Polish family. Catholic. Um so yeah, they grew up in Chicago and there was this uh comedy troupe called Second City. Um and they would event this is where a lot of like major like comedy legends got their start john candy oh. got his start there because he was from chicago mm-hmm. a lot like, chicago used to pump him out oh, i mean it God. still does chicago is a huge comedy you, scene yeah you don't hear a lot about it though unfortunately it's because it's like it's usually anyone who's good from chicago leave chicago it has a comedy scene that stays there, but they're like only people who are famous in like the Midwest. It's kind of where people like young, like yeah, young comedians kind of get their start, and they move out, and then you get people that stay there forever, but they only ever get popular in Chicago and maybe like they the become, surrounding areas. They become staples of yeah, the Midwest. Midwest, exactly. But they never go really ever yeah. to the East or the West. Yeah, maybe the you know they'll do, they'll do a, a show here. Yeah, yeah they'll shoot a movie out that's shooting out there. Like a scene here and there, but no, yeah. they never really move because they're like, I like Chicago, and they never want to leave Chicago. Yeah, and there's probably comedians like and that. There's enough of a scene in Chicago to keep you alive. Yeah, there's, I guess. there's comedians like that in every state. I yeah, guess. it's just weirder in Chicago since it's like a smaller city. I know, but yeah, you know, they he got his start there, um, and then he, off of the success of that, because that actually got its own TV show called SCTV, hmm. Second City Television. And it was basically like Saturday Night Live, hmm. but like with all Chicago comedians. Oh, okay. And SNL is based in New York. Oh, okay. So. Competitions, and it failed. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I mean, yeah, because SNL basically took all of the, the good best ones. comedians from... Uh, Second City. Sad. Yeah, and John Candy went on to become a big movie star. Um, he never, he wasn't really, he didn't do any TV shows, I don't think. He was just a movie guy. I think he just didn't, was in movies. Yeah, because back then it was like, 
It was kind of looked down upon to like ming- intermingle movies and television. Yeah, yeah, either do one or the other. Yeah, you couldn't do both, which is stupid. Nowadays, it does like the give a line fuck. is blurred. There is no line. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, interesting. What I was gonna say, I brought up the little s- scuffle between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene in this movie where they're they have to act together. Yeah, you rarely see them together in this movie. It, well, it's the one scene, and this was a uh, this was a reshoot. This was an insert scene. Really? You couldn't tell. No, it's uh, so easy to tell. No, I'm sure I get that, but like, it's just crazy that they were like, "Let's reshoot a scene with them together." You know why? Because they were the two biggest comedians. Some, yeah, two of the biggest comedians in the world at that point, or at least in America. Yeah, it was weird. It was like Bill Murray wanted him to be friends, but he didn't want to be a friend. Chevy Chase was just an egotistical asshole. But when they shot the scene, uh, apparently they were very professional. And there was no scuffle, and they were both improvising, and that scene is hilarious. It is. <laughs> it's I'm growing my own <laughs> my own astroturf or my own turf. It's <laughs> I mixed like Kentucky bluegrass <laughs> with this other <laughs> with this other strain, and you could smoke it to bejesus. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, Chevy Chase he gets is Chevy just, Chase high. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, I, I have a pond. <laughs> a pond would be good for you. <laughs> uh, Dad, you can even do a Chevy Chase. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's funny when um <laughs> he comes into his place like, oh, this place is just awful, awful. Yeah, it's like this is just awful. <laughs> you live like this? Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Webb. No, 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 no. That was another thing. That was another thing that uh, Doug Kenny put in because uh, he's, like, talking about the Zen philosopher Basho. He's like, the Zen philosopher Basho says blah, 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 blah <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. He's like, do you do, <laughs> you do drugs, Danny? All the time. Good. <laughs> Good. I know. Everyone should do drugs. Come on, everybody. Let's sing it together. Do drugs together like Caddyshack taught us. This movie certainly makes drugs seem fun. And everybody was, everybody literally was drinking and doing drugs. Oh, I'm sure. All the time. I mean, if there were movie. children on the set, they were drinking and doing drugs. They never said anything about that, but maybe. <laughs> It was the it was the late seventies. Drew, Drew Barrymore was was right there drinking. She actually might have been, because mm-hmm. she did have a problem at the age of like eight. That's insanity. Because her mom was um, a terrible mother. They even had to. They actually had to call in, uh, one of the producers, which was the guy who Harvey Weinsteined the uh, Cindy Morgan basically, uh. to kind of wrangle everything together. Like, all right, like. You guys aren't shooting anything. <laughs> Everyone's hung over and sleeping till three in the afternoon. <laughs> and drunk. And coked out. Or, hi- or high. It's, everyone is just fucked. <laughs> the shoot's gone the shit. Yeah, it's pure chaos. And then he like fix it up and he just grabs anymore. He's like, no, come over here. We're going to go to my trailer for a minute. 
Well, no, he f- forced her to shoot a nude scene. That scene where oh, she didn't want to. Let's see. And the set, yeah, the sex scene. I guarantee he did some other horrible things while he She just doesn't want to talk to him about him because it's probably he, terrible. Uh, he was gonna force her. Actually, he was gonna force her into doing a, a Playboy shoot right on set. Like, kind of just sprung it up on her. Jesus. Um, and the 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 fucking they brought in the photographer and everything, and the photographer was like, "Dude, she's like kind of like nervous right now." Like, I don't even think she doesn't want to do it. And then Harold Ramis stepped in and was like, all right, no. She's not <laughs> doing it. Get out of here. And um, You just do this for your own private collection, you pervert. And it's, get yeah. the fuck out of here. And yeah, like, we gave you your nude scene, now get out of here. Yeah. Even though, I mean, the shoot was kind of chaotic and this was Ramis's first movie, he still like kind of managed to sort of keep things... Hey everybody, welcome back. Sorry about that. Uh, we just had a little technical difficulty, so that's why you're gonna hear this weird jump. Um, but yeah, yeah, sorry Lee about was, that. Yeah, sorry about that. We got it. We're gonna get some new mics soon. Um, but yes, Lee was just saying um, the director was keeping kind of like it together. He was able to keep kind of together, even though it's his first movie. Yeah, and he was kind of pre- he prevented kind of a Harvey Weinstein situation a little bit. At least one. At least one. I'm sure that guy went on to do many. Yeah, that guy things. has a has a reputation. His name is John Peters. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. That seems like impossible. <laughs> he yeah. He you know what he started off as? He started off as uh Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. What the fuck? And then <laughs> married her. Huh. Uh and but he was also famous for or Being infamous sh- for Cheating on her and going after every piece of strange, yeah. Yeah. But then he somehow uh, became a film producer because I think he produced he produced uh, the '70s version of A Star Is Born, Uh. which uh, weirdly enough, uh, Bradley Cooper directed the remake, which I was an extra in. Mm -hmm. Um, Go watch that. You might not, probably won't see me in it, but uh, recently there was a movie that I saw. Uh, it was the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie uh, called Licorice Pizza, where Bradley Cooper plays John Peters. Oh, snip. And he plays him as an insane wild man. So he plays him real? Yeah. That's basically. Good. At least they didn't like, try to make him seem like a good guy. Oh, fuck no. I mean, maybe. He's kind of like. It's kind of probably sick. a little more likable than he was in real life, but because Bradley just, Cooper, cause it's Bradley Cooper, he's just so crazy, and it's just fun seeing him go crazy. That's random. I didn't know that movie was about that. I thought it was. I mean, about it's like, one scene. Oh, um, okay, I'll show you that movie though because I really liked. It. I heard people really. It was really good. It is. It has one kind of problematic. Yeah, story I already know aspect, the problematic thing. Yeah, but I feel like but it's. I don't han- care. It's handled. It's, it's handled well. Hey everyone, because you know why. Nice. I don't take that perspective, but yeah, but oh, nice. No, <laughs> not nice. We'll talk about we'll talk about that movie well, one day. I'm Chris Hansen. Really we just have a seat over there. <laughs> Let's just say that's the problematic part. A little, but bit. like the nice version. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, John Peters. And he's also kind of a weirdo. Um, he produced the 1989 Batman movie as well. That's like his he's big... Of his fuck. That's his big claim to fame. Oh, he's weird. It is a little weird. A weird Batman movie? It is a little weird. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I'm thinking about it now for some reason. It is kind of a weird movie. It's very weird. It's very... It's 80s. It's from the late 80s. Um, but he was also, off the success of that, he was going to produce a Superman movie. Disgusting, everybody, but... <laughs> you didn't hear anything. Uh, he was going to produce a Superman movie, and he was going to have the guy who uh, who wrote Clerks and those giant Silent Bob movies write really? it. Kevin Smith, because he's a big comic book nerd. And Is it going to be Nicolas Cage starring it? Yep. It, oh, it's I that, wish that had been made. The Tim, And it was going to be directed oh, by Tim Burton. I so I, w- I wish we lived in the multiverse where that one made. It was a, made. It would have been a disaster. That's why. It would have been, been the most hilarious. best, amazing Superman. Nicolas Cage, all, Superman. And all the things that you've heard about it are John Peters' ideas. It would have been beautiful. Why didn't it get in, end up getting made? Because it's fucking insane. Yeah, but they and like Tim went Burton the, was like, nah, I'm done. They went through the whole process of like doing the shoots and like they had the Superman well, they costume did, like, made. T- yeah, they did like test photos and shit. There, you could find those on the internet, That's people. So awesome. And he wasn't going to fly. He wasn't. Yeah, his whole thing was that like Superman can't fly. He can't wear a cape. Because of a problematic reason, because he, let's say he looked a little gay. Yes, but he didn't use that word. Uh, He did not use that word. And he couldn't fly. Why didn't he like flying? Thought it looked ridiculous. I think he wanted it to be kind of more like grounded. Like a Flash movie. I don't know. (laughs) All right, now I'm glad it didn't get made because it would have pissed me off. The thing is, though, he didn't want. Superman to fly or have his cape or anything like that. And he's and the other uh, note that he gave Kevin Smith was that he wanted Superman to be pissed off all the time. Like it is an asshole Superman? Yeah. Nicolas Cage now I want he's, that movie would have cuz Nicolas Cage would have been an awesome pissed off Superman. I think his uh <laughs> I think his uh exact words were I want someone with the eyes of a killer. To play Superman. So he wanted an evil Superman. No, he just wanted he wanted a badass Superman, I think. That would kill his people? His villains? I guess. I don't... I Kevin don't Smith's know. like, this isn't Superman. <laughs> Pretty much, but he... Probably broke his heart writing it. Oh, yeah, but he was still like, I want the job. Of course, money is money. <laughs> and, um, but he... Yeah, he had all this other, like, that stupid shit, like, oh, he can't fly, and it's got to be, like, badass. But his other ideas that he w- he had to have, that Kevin Smith had to put into the script, was uh, somebody has to fight a polar bear in the Antarctic near the Fortress of Solitude. Be- someone? Not Superman, but someone? Yeah. Like Lex Luthor, like Lex Luthor takes a team of henchmen, and one of the henchmen Fights has to fight a polar bear or something. Yeah. Okay. And then, 
The other note was uh, there has to be, at the end of the movie, a giant spider monster that Superman fights. So it comes out of nowhere and like they fight? He must have been a real big fan and of And he said he, he wanted it to be like the scene in King Kong where King Kong crashes through the gate. Because it's like, I really loved King Kong when I was a kid. And <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, but yeah, but why a spider? He's like, but did, didn't you know that ant spiders are like the most deadly killers in the insect kingdom? <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, this movie's never going to And then, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Smith asked, why do, you, why do I need a polar bear? <laughs> and again, fucking John Peters is like, didn't you know? <laughs> polar bears are the deadliest killers in the animal kingdom. This guy was just really into like Animal He's Planet. Getting high and watching Animal Planet. Like or shit, man! Wouldn't it be crazy if Superman fought a polar bear? Who would win? Or a giant spider? No, dude, a giant spider, bro. Even though it's not in any of the universes, it's gonna be like King Kong, bro. It's gonna be sweet. I'm surprised DC would even give the rights to it. They were like, this was like the '90s. They were like, we could do anything. This was around the time that they were about to make Batman and Robin for fuck's sake. One of the greatest Batman movies. The worst. Number two, right underneath um, the second Batman of Chris. Dark Knight. Bale, yeah. No. I mean, it's close. I Robin's almost above it. But I know. mean, it's a funnier movie. Than yeah. It's, what killed all the dinosaurs? I say. Oh, come on. And uh, one more ridiculous thing, uh, I guess, before we wrap this up, because this podcast just been. <laughs> All over the place. Remember, everybody, we're talking about Caddyshack. Leave yes. a rating review. And yeah, Caddyshack. What a great, comprehensive review. Um, no, I mean, we, we talked a lot about what I actually really wanted to talk about, which was the, behind the, scenes the chaotic insanity of this movie. Um, yeah, one of, the, one of the other notes that John Peters wanted in that Superman movie was that Lex Luthor had to have a comedic robot sidekick that was like C-3PO, basically. (laughs) He wanted a C-3PO. He's like, so we could make fucking toys, man. It's such a terrible movie. It It would have been been awful. (laughs) But I do, now that I'm talking about it. I really wish it would have been made. Now that I'm talking about it, I would love to see it. Because it would have been gold to watch. You know what's funny? Uh, John Peters would actually eventually produce... The uh, well, <laughs> he produced Wild Wild West right after this. So after he got his spider. He got that's where the spider came in. I love that movie, even though people hate it. It's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's not terrible. It's I don't. Terrible. I still don't understand it's what's awful. so terrible about it's it. It's not funny. It's, it's not entertaining. It's entertaining. It is not at all. The giant spider is awesome. Will Smith is at his one of his most unlikable what? performances. He's, what? I do not like Jim West. I love him. Jim West. He's is just an Jim, he's asshole. just Will Smith. But it's like he's more of a, a douchebag. He's not uh he's like the asshole old west version of his character from Men in Black. And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to recapture that magic and they didn't. They did, which is so sad. We could have had three amazing movies. That would have been terrible. Book, you I'm gl- he turned down The Matrix to do that movie, Will Smith. Well, maybe it's good for The Matrix, but... Probably, but still, Will Smith has always regretted it. 
That's sad. I want to tell him, like, you know, it's one of the best movies ever. It's not. One of the greatest I'm opening telling, scenes. Hey, Will Smith, if you're, if you like listening to shitty, no budget, no, not yeah, nobody. Maybe podcasts, at the point where he's at, where he's everything he's done is so high budget, he's like, I'm just gonna listen to two stupid people do stupid things. Talk about listen movies. to us. <laughs> if you're listening, Wild Wild West is a terrible movie, and you're you're right to disown it. Uh, let me tell you, you're okay. It's okay to ruin this kid's career in the acting world because of what he just said. I'll give you first. Because Wild Wild West is an amazing movie, one of the best soundtracks in like movies, like cin- like cinema history, <laughs> and like also like the main villain is hilarious, and the giant spider is cool. It's not, it really isn't. I love the train, and I love Salva Hayek, and I mean that scene where they get stuck together in the desert. That's hilarious. It goes, trying to run away from the, oh, goes ah, on bonk. forever. Oh, and then there's all this like serious. They bond. There's all this serious yeah, shit. Will Smith is just like the mom was like a Native American, dad's like an escaped slave. His family was wiped out. <laughs> and it opens with a weird murder in the beginning. Oh my god! No, no, no! It's terrible. It's a great movie. But well, okay, everybody. The other thing I was gonna say was that uh, John Peters would eventually produce. Man of Steel, the most recent Superman. So he got movie. a Superman movie too. And he must be ninety-seven years bad. old. Bad. He's old People now. People like Man of Steel, first of all, Lee. Everyone. Okay. I haven't seen it, so. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. It's just like Superman, but nine eleven. He got his badass Superman, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of looking pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> he still had a cape, and he flied. Yeah, it's because the the studio was like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, like this isn't Nicolas Cage. Yeah. All right, we gotta start wrapping this up, everybody. You know, and we're gonna wrap this up with questions. Oh, there's where we have time for questions. Just a couple questions. Only a couple. Lee. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. First question. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you first saw this movie? I know you were young, but what's young? Uh, probably like seven. Sheesh. Is this your favorite National Lampoon movie? Well, technically this isn't... I don't know if this is really a National Lampoon's movie. Their logo isn't really on it. It pretty much is. Yeah, it's done in... It's that style of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say this is my favorite. Mm. This is one of my favorite comedies. I want to see if that show. changes when you watch Animal House. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely didn't change with Stripes, because Stripes was just okay. <laughs> Poor Stripes. Um, okay, and then, just because we didn't have much time, much more time, what's your rating for this movie, Lee? Oh, fuck it. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. God just, damn. just for the laughs. Just for the giggly wogs? I mean, yeah. Just yeah. for the gopher? The gopher gets 10 out of 10? The gopher gets 10 out of 10. I'm alright. And I mean, this movie launched the career of Kenny Loggins. And he would do Footloose after that. Footloose. That oh, guy. Oh, okay. And then Top Gun. Highway to the one day you'll have to show me that. Zone. I don't know if that's one we could do an episode on. You love that movie. I don't. At least sing, you watch that movie weekly, I thought. Folks, I don't know what he's talking about. Please. 
I'm one of the few goes people. as Tom Cruise from Top Gun every year in Halloween. I, I mean, you've done that since I've known you. We've known each other for ten years now. Why, why do you have to tell him that, Sterling? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that uh, guy who looks like Tom Cruise on TikTok? That's Lee. My secret, my cover's been blown. Mm-hmm. You heard it here, folks. Lee likes to cosplay as Tom Cruise. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was giggling this whole the whole time. I like this movie. I laughed. Um, did not like it as much as you did. I figured. Not. Uh, obviously, I loved the Bill Murray scenes, Chevy Cheese, Chevy Cheese's, Chevy, Chevy Chase's scenes, Chucky hit or misses. Um, I didn't like the just abrupt abandonment of the plot. I was really like, well, I was following that. I guess that doesn't matter. And then it doesn't. I did like uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, obviously, how could he not? He's just hilarious, chaotic. But also, I kind of just thought like this movie's just so chaotic. I don't really like, like I like it, but I like this was like still enough of a like a thing, a story to be like a movie, like where I could still like it. But like like uh that one movie that has like Paul Rudd like all those actors oh wet, wet hot summer. wet hot American I hate summer. that kind that's too much this was like almost too into that where like they're not taking anything serious well they're not that's, I know they're not but in that one farce. either like I know but in this movie like they're still like kind of a like oh competition a little bit yeah get the kid the the the, the scholarship all that shit. Right, yeah. Um, there's still a good overall like plot, and and I think they're just funnier in this movie than they're than that movie. Even though I like the actors in both movies, but whatever, I hate. You, know, you didn't like that movie. Garbage. I like I like that movie. It's I'm pretty glad funny. you showed but, it to me before this podcast. But Caddyshack is better. Um, so I will have to give this movie seven out of ten. Because di- I was laughing. I mean, it was obviously hilarious. And, like, yeah, I did, like, Jennifer. Fucking the Bill Murray guy. Bill Murray's the best. Licensed kill gophers. Yeah, he stole the show. Like, is he in the second one? No, but you know what? His character is. And yeah, they he's replaced, replaced him. by Dan Aykroyd. I he, like he's him, but terrible. It must have been. Absolutely awful. I kind of wanted to watch just some clips. I don't want to watch the movie just because I want to see what he was like, how he <laughs> took the character. That could be a BMI movie. Oh, maybe. Because um, that is, oof. <laughs> just a stinky? It is a stinky, wet turd of a film. <laughs> wet turd. Aren't all turds wet? Yeah. Especially the stinky ones. Um, well, I think that's wrapping it up for this podcast. Uh, we don't want to go too long with our mics being poopy right now. Um, Rat farts. Next week, we're going to be watching a film by me. And, you know, my good old memory. I don't remember what it's called. Lee, do you remember what it's called? Yes, I remember what it's called. What's it called? It's going to be the uh, classic mm-hmm. Natalie Portman mm-hmm. romantic comedy from mm-hmm. the year 2000. Mm-hmm. What an era pre-9-11. What a great time. <laughs> A film that I guess has to do with Walmart, mm-hmm. apparently. Walmart, baby. It's called Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart Is, yes. That movie, you can look forward to that next week. It's going to be great. I love that movie. Wally, 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 Mart. Wally, 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 Mart. Um, Wally that's a preview of what you get next week. Um, Take me to Wally World. <laughs> uh, 
as always, please rate, review, and share the podcast. We're really trying to push that more. Try to get this podcast uh, out to more people. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, as always, watch uh, Where the Heart Is before we uh, before next week's podcast. So you can kind of follow along with us. Um, and shameless plug, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod. Also in, uh, on our Instagram, you'll find in the bio linked our personal Instagrams. On my Instagram, you'll find my TikTok, my dog's TikTok, my dog's Instagram. You know, go follow all those things. Social support, it's great. We really appreciate it. Um, and we just hope you have a great week and you had a, whole, a fun time listening to this episode. And we'll see you next time. It's in the hole. Ooh.